children ages 4 to 12 can be dismissed at this time to go downstairs? Or is it 4 to 11? It's 4 to 12, right? We have some 12-year-olds up here with us also. I was kind of in the same boat that Katie was in this week, not having a hard time, actually for a few weeks, having a hard time hearing from God and, and pressing and pressing. And you've heard some of the sermons that I've been preaching that he's given to me. The podcast on? All right, we're ready to go already. Good job. So I would title this message this week, Carnal Bucket. Have you ever been a carnal bucket? You know what a carnal bucket is? Somebody who's in their head, I got a definition here for you a little bit later, but somebody who's in their head a lot more than they're in their spirit, right? We get into our spirit, we get into secular or to, to worldly means instead of that. So it started off this week, you'll, you'll get it here in a little bit. It started off this week, um, I was pressing into God and I was needing to be led. I was needing to be led by God. I was needing to hear from God. I was needing some answers, like I told you in the announcements. I was needing some answers for some things that was going on in my life that I was just needing, I needed to hear from God on. Um, and, and I know that God leads through peace and I just didn't have peace in some areas of my life. Are you following some things that I was trying to step out on and some things I was trying to do? I didn't have peace with them. So I was looking to be led by God and I was looking to have peace with God. So Monday um, after work, I came in and God, I, I came in and I, you all know that the spirit leads me to, to pray in different places. Well, this week I was sitting right back there and there was a table there under the bulletin board and I was sitting right back there in the corner. I told somebody else earlier, earlier this week that, and they said, God put you in timeout, and they kind of giggled about it, and I said, he did put me in timeout, but it was because my mind wanders. A lot of times I'm praying here or over here in the floor or in the chairs or wherever I feel led by the Spirit to pray, but my mind wanders a lot of times. I'll see this plant, and it needs to be watered, and, and, and that needs to be dusted, and this needs, you all know what I'm talking about, right? Your all's minds wander also, just like that, right? So my mind wanders, but when God sits you in the corner, when he puts you in timeout, there's no place for your mind to go. You can look at the white wall or the wood on the, on, or the white door or the wood on the other wall. That's pretty much it. So I was sitting back there, and, and the next thing I know, I was laying in there instead of being pressing on the God, I was pressing my face on the floor. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You ever fall asleep praying, trying to hear from God? I was pressing, I said, God, I'm not leaving here until I hear from you. And, and, I, and I meant well, but next thing I knew, I'd already worked 10 hours, and I was asleep laying prostrate on the floor back there. And, and, and when I woke up, the Spirit quickened me and said, can't you even pray for one hour? He said that the Bible for, didn't he? Can't you even pray for one hour? Why do you think that he asked his disciples, why can't they pray for one hour? Do you think Jesus needed, needed them to help him pray? Jesus had a direct link to God. He's God's son, right? He didn't need the disciples to help him pray. But I got a little revelation out of this. Maybe partially because he wanted them, he wanted them to be protected from sin, was what he said in the, in the, in the word. But maybe he wanted them to have, hear from God themselves. Are you following me? Because you hear from God when you're praying, when you get quiet, when you train your soul to shut up and listen to your spirit for a while. That's what I'm talking about here today. Not being a carnal bucket, right? Not, not being in the natural. So when I got up, when I, when I woke up there and, and, he, and he said that to me, he convicted me. He convicted me of a couple things. He convicted me of YouTube and he, he convicted me of Facebook. Some of you all are smiling. Maybe you need to be convicted yourselves. I'm not the only one. We're all kind of the same. I'm not picking at you, but we're all kind of the same here. So he didn't just say no more of that, but, but, but he said, you're spending more quality time with these things than you are with God. No wonder you're a carnal bucket. No wonder you are, because I watch YouTube videos sometimes earlier in the day, and they're not bad YouTube videos. They're about guns and cars and things that I'm interested in. I've been trying to learn to play my guitar lately, so I've been looking up guitar lessons and, and videos on there about that, right? But I spend time with that earlier in the day when I'm not falling down with my, not falling down, but when I'm not laying with my face pressed against the carpet. I wasn't sleepy when I was watching those videos, but I gave God the last of my time. Brother Stephan knows what I'm talking about. He's got to get up earlier. God convicted him. He's got to get up earlier in the morning. 
Uh, and and I, I used to be on that same regiment, but, but you get what I'm saying. I'm spending more quality time with those things. And Facebook's not a bad thing. I don't go bad places on Facebook. If, I don't know if there's any bad places on Facebook, but I'm signed on to my wife's Facebook page. I was signed on to my wife's Facebook page. I could get on it. The most, mostly what I looked at was like who was seeing the podcast, what was going on with the church, how many hits we were getting on this or that. And I was looking at the plays that we get on Buzzsprout and seeing how it spread. Looking at the, at the statistics, right? at the stats of everything and trying to figure it out on my own how we can make these things better. Because that's what we do when we get in our heads, right? We try to figure out how we're going to do it. So I was being a carnal bucket. I was in my head more than I was in my spirit. God convicted me of it. I had to straighten this out, and, and I'm on the right track now. Y'all going to be quiet all day? If y'all are going to be quiet, I'll know I'm right where I'm supposed to be at. I'm not the only one, I'm sure. So I cleared the history off my Internet on my phone. It's the only way I have to get on the internet. I don't have a laptop or anything, any of those things. I, I cleared the history. So when you, everybody knows when you clear your history, or younger generation knows, when you clear your history, when you clear your history off, the things that are on there are the little thumbnails that are up on your phone. YouTube's not looking me in the face anymore, right? When I cleared my history, it signed me off of Brenda's Facebook. I can't get back on Facebook again. If I want, I, I haven't been convicted of looking at YouTube altogether, though I haven't looked at it all week since then. But if I need to see something on how to fix my wife's car door, I'll still look it up on YouTube. Are you following me? But I'm not going to put the time into it that I was before. And if that thumbnail pops up, I'll clear my history again. Because I don't want to be a carnal book. And I want to be more in my spirit than I am in my head, than I am in my flesh. Are you following me? Here's a story I can tell you. I'm going to tell a story about Caleb today, and I hope he doesn't get too upset with me. But a few years back, it's been three or four years ago, it's been four or five years ago, because it was before we came to this church, um, Pastor Leonard preached a message on burying your idols under the tree. You know the story in the Bible where they took the idols out and they buried them in the ground? Caleb heard this story. You know what he did? He went home and it was, it was early. I don't remember if it was, I think it was early in the springtime where the ground had had a hard freeze. I mean, it was froze a foot and a half, two foot deep. But the top three or four inches of it was mud. It was just slop. The top little bit of the ground had thawed. So Caleb decided he was going to go home and he was going to bury his DVD player and he was going to bury his Game Boy, Right? And I thought, that's great. And Brenda said, we can't let him do that. His grandma bought that for him. We can't do that. So I was like, well, I'm going to give him a shovel because he can't dig anyway. So I gave him the shovel, and he went out there, and he dug a hole this big around (laughs) and about that deep. Do you remember that, son? However, he couldn't do it. Then he got mad at us after a little while. He's like, why didn't you just tell me that in the first place? You could have told me that if you already knew that. We went out there and let him wear himself out pushing the mud around. You know, we kind of stopped him from doing that, but Caleb struggles with watching DVDs and things today still. You ever not been obedient with God and you still struggle with that same thing today? We have to be obedient right when God tells us to about everything he tells us to do. Are you following me? Does that make sense? Sure. Sorry, buddy. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus, but we're all the same. They get it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I looked at my old sermons when I started realizing these things and I knew this was what I was going to preach about this week because God had given me revelation of it and he dealt with me on my own life and I just had peace and I knew this is what it was going to be and I had peace about the thing I told you about in Sunday school also. So I started looking back at, at old messages because I was looking for information about this topic, about the topic of idols and, and, and pressing into God and these things. And you know that over three and a half years that we've been at this church, I've preached over 30 messages, 30 plus messages on, on putting down the idols on praying, on fasting, and following his plan. Do you realize how many hours of study goes into 30-plus messages? Hundreds, probably even a couple thousand hours of that in that much time. Do you realize in three and a half years that's, pr- that's roughly about once a month that I preach on that? 
I don't pull these messages out of my hat. I pray and I lay on the floor and sometimes I fall asleep, but, but they're real and I get them from God. So if he's having me preach this this many times, think about this. 30 plus sermons at, at an average of, say, 30 minutes apiece. Sometimes they're 20, but most times they're 30 or 40. Well, so what, say an average of 30 times apiece, you've heard me preach for 15 hours. If you've been here the whole time, you've heard me preach for over 15 hours on just these topics. Just these topics on putting down idols, praying, fasting, and following God's plan. They all kind of go hand in hand, don't they? You've heard me preach for over 15 hours on this. I put a couple thousand hours of, of preparation in these things. I thought I preached them more than faith and authority. That's my favorite thing about the Bible, right? The, 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 the authority and the faith that, are, that God gives us. But, but sometimes I think that I'm, I'm, I'm beating us at the ground. But do you think with all that time that he's had us put into this, you think he's trying to tell us something? You think God might be trying to tell us something? Sometimes it feels like I'm beating these things into the ground, but, but obviously we haven't got it yet because I haven't got it yet. And I seriously doubt that, that all of you all have got it yet. Some of you might have, but I doubt that ever, all of us are, are just as spiritual as we'd like to be. Yet we still miss it, though. Even though God's trying his best to tell us here, we still miss it. And not just one time, but we miss it over and over and over and over. Some of you all are shaking your heads. I know I'm, I, I, some of you all are just being quiet. All right, participatory preacher. I'd like to get you out of early today. It's Mother's Day, but I don't care if my mom's here. (laughs) So we continue to go on our head, though. We're we're more led by our thoughts, our emotions, and other people's advice than our spirit man. Are we not? This means yes. This means yes. I know you all do the same things because we're all human. God made us all the same, right? So so we we do that more than than we rely on our spirit. Um, The spirit... Uh, the Spirit had spoken to me and said, you, when he had spoken to me and said, you can't even pray an hour, my mind immediately said, no, not without my mind wandering. Popped in my head again. Had a light bulb moment. A moment. We have to train our soul with a fast, right? Our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. How do you train your mind, your will, and your emotions? How do you get them behind you? How do you get them in, in check? Anybody? With a fast. With a fast, right? With a fast, your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. With a fast, you tell your spirit, you're in the backseat. I'm not listening to you. I don't care how hungry you think you are. Are you following me? But we're doing what the spiritual man wants to do today. We're going to press in and get closer to God. And God will respect that, and God will press in closer to you. His word says, if you draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. If you make that sacrifice to lay something down, to lay some food down for him, are you following me? Just one meal. We'll do something for you. If you can do it for two or three days, if you, haven't, if you haven't trained to fast for two or three days, though, don't try to fast for two or three days. Because if you fail in a fast, let me tell you this from experience, if you fail in a fast, the enemy will jump all over you. And he'll try to lie to you and say, you can't do it. You can't fast. You're not good enough. You're not Jesus. You're not Jesus. But you can fast. But it's something you have to build up to. But we start out small, and then we build up bigger and bigger and bigger. So I hate to fast. We all hate to fast, right? That's the problem. We all hate to fast. We all hate to do what it takes to, to get our spirit, our, our, our spirit stronger than our flesh. And we wonder why we're carnal. I wonder, could I ask you this question and put you all up here in the public eye? Or put you out in the public anyway. How many people in this church, how many of this church have fasted this year? Can I see by a showing of hands? I may get my hand down. There's four people. Five people. Five people have fasted this year. Out of, there's 40, 50 people here today, five of us, 
So 10%. I have a prayer support. It's our, not during service, not during, the, not during the preaching. This is my time here. <laughs> Me and God's time. Um, this is the fifth month of the year already. Do you realize that? Five people fasted out of this body of Christ, and this is already the fifth month. That's pitiful. And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about myself, too. I haven't fasted until just this last week. And it's already the fifth month. <clears throat> we have to hear his plan to know his plan, right? How would you know his plan if you don't hear his plan? If you're not hearing from him in your spirit, if you're not getting your word and you're not reading, how can you follow his plan? You have to realize that his plan is much higher than your plan, right? It's much pl- higher than our plan. What have, you allowed to become between, what have you allowed to come between you and God? If we haven't been fasting, oh, it's silent here. If we haven't been fasting and we haven't been doing those things, maybe some of you say nothing's came between me and, me and God, but, but what have you allowed to, that you've spent more quality time with than God? Because if we're not pressing in spiritually, we're spending that time somewhere else. Let's face it. We've got the time. We all have the same amount of hours in every day, but we choose what we put in that time. We choose what we let consume that time. Are you following me? I had a conversation with Kyla this week, another one of my kids. I'm going to throw her under the bus just a little bit. Um, She said, why do I have to go to camp? I have to go to camp every year. I've been going for the last three years since she was old enough to go. She's went. Why do I have to go to camp? And I said, I I tried to explain to her, you go to school, and you don't complain about that. You don't even question that. You go to school, and they're teaching you about math. They're teaching about history. They're teaching about about science, all the things that you may or may not use in a job one of these days. How long are you going to have that career for? 40, 50 years would be a very long career, wouldn't it? How long is your eternity for? What's more important? What's more important, your career or your spirit? Think about it. Think about it. So I told Kyle, you just better go ahead and get ready because you're going for at least the next 10 years. At least the next 10 years, as long as you're living in my house, you're going to camp. They teach you about spiritual things there, and that's what you need to know more of than the carnal things. We need to stop being a carnal bucket. Now, in Mark, we're going to read Mark 9, 20 through, and 20 through, Mark 9, 20, and 28 and 29. But first, I'm going to set the stage for you. I'm going to try to get you out of here a little bit early today because I know it is Mother's Day. But uh, the disciples were out healing people. They were casting out spirits. But they came across the boy who was possessed. If you go back to verse 17 and read it, you'll learn that the boy was possessed by a mute spirit. Right? The mute spirit would throw him down on the ground, cause him to have gnashing of teeth. He'd foam at the mouth. He'd become rigid. It would throw him into water. It would throw him into fire. Are you following me? Jesus said, O ye of little faith. When the dad brought him to Jesus and said, What's wrong with your disciples? They haven't healed my son yet. They're not able to heal my son. Jesus said, O ye of little faith. And then Matthew 17, 20, if you go back and reference that, it's the same story as this. If you go back to Matthew chapter 17, you can read the sto- same story of Matthew's account. He says, if you have, Jesus says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, or if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there. Wouldn't you say this, what we're talking about today here is directly related to our authority? Since Jesus is talking in this, it, with these words, he's using these words. So Mark 9, 20, we're going to read that first, and then, then we'll go back and read 28, 29. It says, then they brought him to him. See that? Brought him to him. Notice the lowercase h. That's the boy. They brought the boy to Jesus. And when he saw him, who's he there? That's the foul spirit, right? When he, the foul spirit, saw Jesus, immediately the spirit convulsed him and he fell. So the the spirit convulsed the boy and he fell on the ground. The boy fell on the ground and wallowed foaming at the mouth. 
Think about this. It's the exact same thing he pulled on the disciples. The disciples were out healing and teaching and praying for people and casting out foul spirits. And all these things were going on in the ministry that Jesus had set them into. But this one came along and he did all these things that he rolled around on the ground and foamed with the mouth and gnashed his teeth, threw himself in the fire, threw himself in the water. If you read some of the other accounts, you'll see from the same story. All this was going on and it scared them. Their eyes, their mind believed their eyes. Are you following me? They got carnal. The disciples got carnal. This demon tried to pull the same stunt on Jesus. Are you following me? He didn't know who he was dealing with, right? When the spirit convulsed, though, he tried to pull the same stunt on Jesus. Our soul believes our five senses. Our mind, our will, and our emotions believes our five senses, but the spirit knows the word of God is truth. If they'd been in the spirit like Jesus was in the spirit, they would have went ahead and spoke, right? They would have went ahead and spoke because the little s speaks to the big s. Like I, I tell you all, all the time, the big spirit, the big s, the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost speaks to me through my spirit, right? So my spirit knows that the word is true. We don't hear from, we don't hear from the spirit though because we're busy hearing from us. We're busy seeing what's going on around us. Believe in our eyes, believe in our feelings, believe in our emotions. Are you following me? Led more by thoughts, emotions, emotions, and other people's advice than we are our spirit man. How do you hear from God? Through your spirit. Through your spirit. If you have a faith problem, you have a mind problem. Faith problem equals mind problem. You get what I'm saying here? So in verse 28 and 29, it says this. Jesus says, And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, asked Jesus privately, why could we not cast it out? Why couldn't we do that? We did all these other ones. They were amazed when they first came back and talked to Jesus. It says in another account, they were amazed when they first came back and talked to Jesus. Are you following me? But they couldn't cast this one out because of what they saw. And they got into their soul instead of their spirit. Are you following me? You all understand how this soul, spirit, and body works, right? 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 We're a soul. We have a soul. We have a spirit. We possess this body. This is our earth suit to say. We live inside this body. Our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. Our spirit was given by God. Do you understand that? Right? So we need to listen to the spirit because the spirit is where, is where the Holy Ghost lives at. That's how he speaks to us is through the spirit. Now, everything you hear, we can miss it sometimes. So everything that you hear has to be able to be checked by the word of God. If, it doesn't, if it's not checked by the word of God, if the word of God says it's wrong, then it's wrong. Then we missed it. Are you following me? Because the spirit will never go against the word of God. He gets his information from God. And when he had come, oh, go ahead. So he said to them, Jesus said to them, this kind could come out, but let me start over there. So he said to them, and can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Read, or leave that up there for a second. See that word right there? Nothing. No other way can this spirit, no other way can you get out of your soul and in your spirit. Is that what he's saying here? No other way can you get out of your soul than you can quit being a carnal bucket, but by fasting and prayer. He says prayer and fasting. Actually, let's in that order. But by prayer and fasting, fasting, nothing. We must fast, church. We must fast, church. No matter how much I hate to do it, I'm taking a day off work next week just to fast. Hope my boss is not listening to the podcast on this one. Really, I don't care. I'm going, to t- I'm going to shoot for Wednesday or Thursday, either one I can get. I'm going to take a day off work and just to fast and just lay on the floor. If you see my truck here or my car here, please don't stop by and see what I'm doing because I'm pressing into God. I'm putting my family off. I'm putting everybody off next week just to lay on the floor here or sit in the- wherever God has me do that. I'm going to fast until I hear from him. I'm going to be here until I hear from him. Are you following me? We must, tra- we must fast. We must train our flesh. 
We must train our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions to get in the back seat. Realize they're less, they're worth less to me than my spirit is. Should get a big old amen right there. All of y'all should be in agreement on that. So, so I fasted last Friday, and I got a new revelation of Isaiah 40, 31. Isaiah 40, 31, you all know it, right? Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall, they shall run and not, or they shall, shall mount up on wings of the eagles. They shall walk and, not, or walk and not be weary. They shall run and not faint, right? You follow me? Wait upon the Lord. So when you wait upon the Lord, you renew your strength. And why? Why would you renew your strength? Because you're not relying on your own strength when you wait upon God. You're relying upon his strength, right? When you get in the spiritual, you rely on God. I'm not relying on me anymore to figure it out, on my back to get it done, on my brain to figure it out. I'm not in the carnal anymore when I'm waiting on God. I'm relying on his strength. I don't have to figure it out. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to be able to do it. Just like David and Goliath. David didn't have to be able to whip Goliath. All he had to do was show up. The Holy Ghost directed that stone right to his forehead. Are you following me? When you wait upon the Lord, not just pray it and then carry it on. Isn't that how we pray most of the time? When I start off praying, I say, thank you, God, for this day. I pray with my daughters every day. Brenda calls me at 9 o'clock in the morning because she's always late. It should be about 8.45, but she's always late every day to preschool. (laughs) Thought you all might want to know that. (laughs) I love her anyway. (laughs) However, they call me every day, and I pray with the girls, whichever one's going to school that day, and I say, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for all the family you've given us. I, I, I pray, pray that you would protect this family. Please bless us in all the things that we do. Lord, and I don't always say this one, but Lord, your word says everywhere that the sole of my foot treads, it belongs to us. Isn't that not what his word says? But we stop, we fail to forget to ask God and stop and ask him, where should my foot be treading? Where should I be going? God, what should my plans be for this day? Not God bless my plans, not pray and then go on, but asking him where he wants us to be at and then shut up and listen. That's the most difficult part right there is to shut up and listen because a lot of times we're so full of ourselves, we think we've got this, we forget to shut up and listen. Even though God knows the end from the beginning. He knows the end from the beginning. Sometimes we have to climb a mountain. Are you following me? Look at Moses. He climbed up that mountain every time. He was leading two million people roughly. Two million people. It was too big for him. He knew it was too big for him. So he had to climb up the mountain. You know, one time Moses was up there for 40 days. 40 days waiting on God. We can't wait four minutes before we jump out into our plan. Lord, please bless me. Here I go. And we jump out of the plane. That's not having much faith, is it? It's not being very spiritual, right? That's a carnal bucket. Luke 5, 1 through 7 says this. I'm almost done already. How do you like that? Luke 5, 1 through 7. So it was as the multitude pressed about him, Jesus, to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of, of anybody know what that is? Generoset? We'll go with that. Come on, that's not important. <clears throat> and saw that two boats, <clears throat> and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, God said to Simon, launch out into the deep. <clears throat> he said to Simon, Jesus said to Simon, launch out of the deep and let your nets, let your nets down for a catch. 
But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. And they signaled to their partners in the other boat and in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boat so that they sank. Think about that right there. Begin to sink. We have to be obedient. We have to have these three things. We have to have obedience. We have to do exactly what God says when he says to do it, every time he says to do it. Think about these men. This Simon, he was a professional fisherman. He'd fished all night long. How do you feel after you work all night long or all day long? They were tired and wore out, I'm sure. Are you following me? Commercial fishing isn't an easy job. Being out on the, on, the, on the sea in a boat probably isn't an easy job for that long. Are you following me? So they were wore out, but he still did what Jesus said to do. He was obedient to Jesus. Are you following? Can you imagine the catch that was about to sink two boats? Two boats when they hadn't caught anything before. Nothing before this. You have to have obedience then. You have to have the want to. We have to want to do what God wants us to do. Are you following me? We have to want to do that. We have to have self-discipline. Sometimes it's not easy to have the want to. and Sometimes it's not easy to have the self-discipline. But we have to give to the discipline first. Once we start disciplining ourselves, that discipline will become easier and easier. And pretty soon you'll want to have that discipline. You'll miss those things if you don't have those in your life. Are you following me? I can't make you spiritual. I can't teach you spiritual. I can, I can teach you about spiritual things, but it's a long ways from your head to your heart. Are you following me? You might have been sitting here for a long time and you're still not a spiritual person. You have some head knowledge, but you're not a spiritual person. I can teach you the word. I can tell you what the word says. I can read you the word till I'm blue in the face. I can do those things. I can show you by example. I can show you this is what the word says. I applied it to my life. This is the result I got. I can show you that. But I can't place the word into your heart. I can only place it in your ears. I can put it in your hands so you can read it with your eyes. But I can't place the word in your hearts. That's where your faith comes in at. You have to have that faith. God gave every man the measure of faith. That's not just men. That's man, woman, boy, and girl. If you believe in God, he gave you the measure of faith. It takes your faith to get it from your head to your heart. Right? Are you following me? Your faith is required. It's required. God gave you that faith. The only way to live life to its fullest is to take many, many, many steps of faith. You get that today? Does that make sense the way I said that? The only way to get it, the only way to get, get in God's good grace and, and have all God's promises working and all the things that we say we want in our life, the only way to get into that is to take many, many, many steps of faith. Is there anybody here that has something between you and God today? Something you've been spending more time with than him? Something you need to get out of the way? If there is, bring it to the altar today. Maybe there's somebody here with an addiction today. Bring it to the altar today. When you come down here and pray, though, I don't, want you to, I don't want you to get back up and take it back with you, okay? Come and give it to God and leave it there. Leave it there. We just sang that song, Come to the Altar. The Father's arms are open wide. You know the words of that song? There's so much truth in that song. Come to the altar. There's more than this. God didn't give me a message for two people. He doesn't give me a message usually for two people. It's for the majority of the church. If there's something you're spending more quality time with than God, come and lay it down today. Leave it right there at the feet of Jesus. It's not yours anymore. Don't claim it anymore. You don't have to live with it anymore. It's his. It's not yours. You can't do it on your own strength. If you continue to try to do it on your own strength, 
you'll be living out of your own soul. You can't do it on your own. You don't have the strength. You don't have the smarts. You don't have the ability. You don't have the willpower. Not without God. Not without God. Give it to him today. Is there anybody else? Anybody else? Anthony, could you turn the iPod on real quick before you come, brother? Just turn it on softly if you would. Anybody else? All right, guys. If you could, then just be quiet and let these people pray. Father, I thank you for this day, Daddy. I praise you, Lord. I pray.